Okay, we're back, folks. On getting it right. This is Brent Cassidy. My co-host is t- he's, he's exited stage right, so I'm here on my own. But I'm okay because I got Russ Miller with me, one of the cool guys. So we're going to be okay. We're hey, going to be hey, all right. Hey, how are you? Welcome in, Russ. Russ is from a New American Funding, and uh, yeah, we were just talking about Russ. Uh, he just uh, came back from the lake, and. Uh, how was the lake down Memorial Day weekend for like was it crazy crowded was it was it like I'm yeah sh- this is kind of just what I wanted was I'm it relaxing sure it was crazy crowded but not where we were not where you were we've got a nice little place on the you're kind of hiding out the, down on there. the west side <laughs> I like that. yeah I hide out around Camdenton there you go yeah you know Camdenton I my grandpa had a place that was called um, Haha Tonka and <sighs> It was, it was, um, they, and what was funny about it was, is they had these big, huge houseboats down there and, mm-hmm. and they didn't ever drive them anywhere. They, <laughs> they just floated right there. It's like a floating, uh, trailer park. It's funny you say that we, <laughs> we coved out in Ha Ha Tonka. Yeah. Did you? Weekend. It's yeah, it's really beautiful. It You've is. been up to that state park area. Yeah. It is. Yes. I don't think a lot of people know about it though. Good. Let's keep I, it that I think way. that I would just blasted it here <laughs> to Spotify, yeah. well, Apple listeners. I t- yeah, I those listening what. down the Cayman Islands, you will not yeah. understand where this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I hang out at a quiet part of the, of the lake now. Yeah, not that's not nice. where I was hanging out in my twenties. That's right. Yeah. And and the party cove is it still alive and well down there? You know, I hear that it is. Yeah. I haven't seen that place in years. So they kind of blew the place up. Was it on oh. sixty minutes or something that? Uh, <laughs> They they made a big ruckus about it. I think they even um, the laws changed, and then they moved the they moved the cove and yep, yeah, they moved it over into a state park. So that kind of put a you know kibosh, a kibosh on kibosh everything. On yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I remember I used to go down there when we were in college, and it was the wild, wild west. Good thing they didn't have cell phones back. Then. Holy wow! <laughs> right <laughs> on anything in college. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you imagine everybody walking around with a with a camera? <laughs> At a party? Oh. oh, man. Yeah, no. We've drifted. Yeah, no. So, Russ, you are a New American Funding mortgage. Um, how how'd you get into this business? Because what yep. were you doing? Like, were you a movie star before this and then got into I'm the... still a movie star. Still a movie but star. Yeah, I, but mor- do this on the side. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> my father was actually the youngest bank examiner in the state of Missouri. Wow. So he went around, you know, investigating problem banks and getting them turned around, right? Get, getting them out of the red. So he got, did such a good job for one bank up in Northwest Missouri, he got asked to run the bank. So family moved up there. We were in Maryville, Missouri. Okay. And we were up there for five years. You in were in Northwest, Northwest Missouri, Missouri, and I was in Southwest Missouri, so, so we, we were, were diagonal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, South. No. No, we're up. Due north. Straight up. Due north. Yeah. Yeah, but I bet you I went to probably six, seven different schools growing up. So he would he would examine these little banks. And, we'd and then you move? Be, yeah, yeah. So. What was that like? I think that's maybe why I got into sales. I'm yeah. Just, I naturally had to use my, um, I guess. They my, say military kids are like My that comical talents. Yeah. You know, to, to I guess, I, to not be embarrassed. To fit in. To fit in, yeah. right? And I think I've adapted that well into sales, but but yeah, we were up in Maryville. That's for interesting, though, isn't it? Because you, you you would have had to have a kid to to reestablish yourself at every 
venue. You know, and I'm not a big guy right now. You know, I'm, I'm probably on my tippy six toes. Six foot seven. Five foot nine. <laughs> I know I might sound about six five, but I'm five foot nine. And back then, I, I mean, I was a little guy, you know. so Coming, rolling into oh school. Oh, my God, brand new school, you know, yeah. every other year. Brand yeah. new school. So, yeah, I got toughened up that way, but it's good for me. Did you have yeah. siblings that you rolled with? Younger sister. She's four years younger, yeah. though. So, no, we were... We were never really in the same school no. at the same time. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we were up in Maryville for five years, and then my dad got uh, he got a new job in St. Charles County running Landmark Banks. Yes, remember Landmark. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he ran those out in St. Charles County, and then the writing was on the wall. He used to be able to approve his own loans, and then it just, you know, it got more corporate. The mm-hmm. banking business did, and, and uh, he got into mortgages. He started up what? Eventually became the largest mortgage company in St. Louis, Lenders Mortgage Service. Yeah. I think oh, yeah. Remember it. Might have talked about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he got a knock on the door one day. It was the FBI. And uh, his partners, unbeknownst to him, well, his partner and his, his wife owned a title company. Yeah. So for two months straight, they were refinancing people, not paying off the other mortgages. That's not good. Funneling some money off, yeah, offshore somewhere. Those two went to jail. My dad was in the clear. Yeah. And so he had to start another mortgage company. Start over. So yeah, it was uh, was getting out of school in the early '90s. Said Russ, "Where'd you go to school, Russ?" Southeast Missouri. Uh huh. Yeah, Cape Simo. Girardeau, Simo. Yeah, yep. And uh, went to school for. Um, I wanted to. My be cousin a- was a basketball coach down there, assistant basketball coach, and he married um, one of the cheerleaders. Yeah. What year was that? Oh boy, uh, married one of the cheerleaders. Probably in the early '90s. Yeah, it's about when I was leaving. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he, dad said, you know, it's a refi boom. I didn't know much about mortgages right. at the time, right? He goes, you can go out and interview and, you know, or you can start with me on this date. I'll put you on a salary. Show you how to do it. And I, I didn't have to interview, you know? Yeah. So I was like, wow, I didn't even put a resume together, yeah. nothing. Figure this out. So I started working straight out of college, just processing loans, you know, and, and worked on that for a good probably year, structuring mortgages. Just yeah. You know, reading manuals, it's good practice, learning guidelines. Yeah, you know, and, and thinking back now, um, that was great because I just wanted to jump right into it. He's like, ah, buddy, you've got to learn some yeah. things first. Uh, so I read the manuals, processed loans, ordered credit reports, pre under. You know, I pre- went to school on it. Yeah, basically, literally, literally yeah. worked worked in an office about this size with him. We're in a gigantic office right now at yeah, the podcast uh, studio. <laughs> we're literally touching feet right now. <laughs> we're in a closet. And uh, <laughs> yeah. and just, you know, naturally learned my scripts from him selling. But what I realized, I, I realized now that he wasn't quite the salesman like I was. He was a numbers guy. Yeah. I mean, he, he you know, not not stiff like a CPA, although he, he ended up getting a CPA, yeah. his, his uh, license later. Um, but he, he, he just wasn't as good at sales. Yeah. So the, well, there's a difference. So the business, ne- the business never really boomed, mm-hmm. you know, never really boomed. And then, you know, unfortunately, ultimately things happened to where mom and dad got divorced and the comp- company kind of dissolved. And I went out on my own, mm-hmm. you know, went out on my own and just got, how it, long had you had that experience out. of doing what you were doing before you had to go out on your own? A little over three years. Okay. So, well, yeah. that's almost like a high school experience. Yeah. Seriously, it was good. Went on my first loan applications with him, and and yeah, it uh, learned a lot. But he he so he didn't know how to sell. Remember back in the day when a loan officer used to call on a on a real estate office. <laughs> yeah. He goes. Uh, my dad said, "Yeah, go over to the copier, print off two hundred rate sheets." 
Okay. And go out and stuff them in realtors' mailboxes. They loved that. Oh, they <laughs> little did I know they really loved it. You know, and so I'm going out. That school is sales hard knocks oh, there, yeah. you know. And uh, rate sheet, one of the, I was still in the office stuffing a box that a realtor came over, crumbled up the rate sheet in front of me and said, don't ever put another one of these in my mailbox. <laughs> oh, by the, way, by the way, my name's Russ. <laughs> <laughs> Take you out for a cup of coffee. <laughs> so you know what I had to do shortly after going out on my own? I was just, you know, I remember, I went to Town & Country Mortgage. I don't remember much about it. I was only there for about six months. Just wasn't a good fit for me. Didn't really get along with the sales manager. He's quite older than I and. You kind know, of old I, school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I ended up hiring a coach. Yeah. Let's get Smart. this. Let's get this figured out. You know, I still, you know, I still do things. You know, I've had a few coaches since then. Mm -hmm. And I still do things the way I was taught. Yeah. You know, um, I think the thing about getting a coach like that is it's almost like when you go to a gym and you get a trainer, you, you know what to do, you know what to do. And there's, there's two things that happen. You find out exactly what you should be doing and why, and the accountability is there. You're not going to call up and say, you know what, I just don't feel like it today. So <laughs> so with a trainer, you'll do push-ups until you can't do exactly. it anymore. In exactly. my basement, I'll do until I probably still could have done <laughs> exactly. 10 or 15 more. It's just done. You know? Uh, I'm yeah, done. I'm, That's good. I feel like I maxed out. <laughs> So, you know, you got to charge your batteries every yeah. once in a while. And and I think the biggest thing. How old, were you, how old do you think you would have been at that age, Russ, when you got the coach and said, let's get 20s, serious? Yeah. Late 20s. Yeah. 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 And I really learned that you just have to meet with someone. Let's say it's you. And, hey, Brent, what, you know, so what's important to you about yeah. your business? You know, and you just had to really. Get to know them. Talk a lot less and listen a lot more, yeah. really. You that's know, a good tip, by the way. Yeah, and identify their issues. And that's really when I go out to, quote, unquote, have a coffee with an agent, I pull out a list of questions and ask them, do you mind if I jot some notes down? And that's what we teach agents, um, you know, whether they're new or they've been in for a long time. That That's what we talk about is buyer console listing, really find out what they want, mm -hmm. find out their whys, and it makes it so much easier for you to help them. Too many people go in, agents and real and uh, loan officers alike, and just they're you know puking all over them. Yeah. They just they just won't listen. You yeah. know, let's ask a couple poignant questions and then just sit back and take notes, and then go and then I'll tell an agent, hey, do you mind if I follow up in a couple days? Yeah, I want to circle back around and address a few things that I've you know spoken to a either with my my marketing department or maybe identified a um, you know they have a niche. Mm -hmm you know, that I might be able to help them with because we, ha we have a lot of niche programs. We own a bank too. That yeah. We'll practically put something together just to get the deal done, you know, mm -hmm. and just hold it in our portfolio. So it's one of those things I don't want to, you know, I want to take it back and, and, and review it and then put a plan together. Hey, let's get back together next week and, and, and sit mm -hmm. down and hash it out. Yeah. 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 Starts that, becoming a part of their plan. Well, it does. And you really truly become a partner with them mm -hmm. at that time, you know? And I think that's, you know, we were talking about this this morning. We were, uh, had a Zoom call with some of the agents, and, and one of the agents uh, was talking about she likes to even bring the lender to a listing uh, or a buyer's consult. Wow. Most, well, I guess buyers mostly, but um, because it, it gives her a team approach and makes her look more like an expert. Absolutely. And there's a lot to that. There's a lot to that. Well, yeah. you see a lot more these days, the, the loan officer calling, 
Yeah. You know, the listing agent, hey, yes, the, you'll you'll see this contract come across your desk. Yeah. Know that they're already underwritten. Know that we, so can close, to go. we can close in, you know, 10 to 12 days if you need to. Know that. I'll ask them, hey, what's important about mm-hmm. this to you guys, you know, and you win some of them, but then some, again, they look right past you. But So when you got this coach, <clears throat> Russ, and you, did you start feeling like, okay, I, I'm, I'm getting some momentum here. Things are starting to work my way. This is going to be good for me. Well, still naturally, I had that reluctance. I think like anybody does, who likes to get up in the morning and make, you know, 50 cold calls? I don't you know. know. I mean, People who've done that, because I, I learned that at, at 15 years old, I was making cold calls for my dad yeah. at his company. Yeah. But you do learn uh, scripts at work, Absolutely. patterns at work. Overcoming objections. Yeah. I remember one of the things I found out, I'm just talking, now we're talking about cold calling, but I, I found that, and it was by accident, that if I called the person and apologized to them first, I said, hey, uh, uh, Mr. Miller, this is Brent K. I just want to apologize to you. I was supposed to get some information to you yesterday. Yep. Just ran out of time. Want to know if morning or afternoon will be better. Yep. And they were like, oh, you were already oh, wow. supposed to have gotten it, huh? I read a book called uh, Getting Naked. I know it sounds weird, but it's, it's a sales book. It's just, it's just about, like, dressing yourself down in front of clients yeah. or in front of prospects, whatever. And it's... What I used to be guilty of, I think, early on is telling people what they wanted to hear as yeah. opposed to really what they what needed, they needed to, hear. to hear. <laughs> yeah. And they would ask me a question and say, oh, yep, yep, we can do that. You know, well, get naked, you know, dress down in front of your, your prospect and say, well, you know what? I really don't know that, but I do have experts that surround me that let me find that answer out for you because I don't want to advise the wrong yeah. way. And I'll, I'll get back to you as soon as I have that answer. And I, I think it's that humility or that dressing down or that just getting very vulnerable and transparent. Yeah. It's very comfortable. No, humbling yourself and being yeah. vulnerable goes a long ways yeah. in a lot of situations. Yeah, it's just hard Makes for people, people to do so. Well, tr- you bond know, closer to you, I think. Maybe open up. Yeah, yeah strength. Or trust you. Trust. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and you know it's not like we're selling big screen TVs over here. <laughs> That's right. You know what I mean. Mo- most people, most people, this is their largest investment in their For lives. For sure. And most people, they might only do this two or three times in their lives. Exactly. So it's a big wow. deal. You know, I did my first. I think I can say this. I did my first loan myself. Yeah. You know. It's safe now. I think we're in so. a safe space. Yeah, I'm here. like I'm like the grandfather. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I did my I did my own mortgage myself, yeah. and I'd already been in the business for a while, and I'm sweaty palms at closing. I'm sure. like, what is going on? I do this for a living, yeah. So I always have to put my yourself you know, first in shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal, and I mean, I think it. You know, and I think you wonder why people are in this business. It's it's a very fulfilling. Uh, business to be in when you can mm-hmm. be a part of something that's one of the bigger things that people are going to do in their lives. You know, when it became less, and, and I learned this in coaching as well, when it, when it became less transactional and more relation, yeah. relation, you know, relational for me is really when that whole paradigm shift happened, Yeah, you know, and then you really saw just a way of doing business differently and people appreciated that more and just the business grew. You think we're losing that? To a degree, yeah, with the with the internet, but <clears throat> I still pull because what back you're in. talking about yeah. doesn't go out of style. It no, and you know what's coming back in style: handwritten notes and yeah. mailers and stamps. Yeah, mean a lot, you know. Although 
I think you have to mortgage stamps these days, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Which I can do. I have to check to see if we can do that on our portfolio. Sure you, know. you can. But yeah, two-year two year loan on stamps. Sure. Um, but yeah, the handwritten note, the handshake, the face-to-face, I mean, that all went away. Yeah. You know, and there's still some people who are scared to get back together, but it, it's coming back. It's coming back. I think it is. For for guys like you and yeah. me, though, when we couldn't meet face-to-face, I go to all my clubs at a closing this morning. Yeah. And we're laughing, cracking up, talking, you know, just having fun, mm-hmm. having fun. And uh, and that didn't go down for a couple of years, and it just drove me crazy. Yeah, because that's part of the business, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, I we were just talking about before this started, you know, the, 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 the empty offices in the office, and it's all over the country. And, and I think, you know, especially for, I think there's a couple of things. One, if you're new in the business, you miss out on that camaraderie or that mentorship that you get from that person that you see that's really making it the way you'd like to. And you can kind of talk to them and get some tips and that, that kind of loses out and just, being people being social, being around each other, it's not the same to Zoom uh, and get on a call as opposed, and it's a lot more convenient. There's no doubt about that, yeah. but it's certainly not. It's not the same. And I don't know. I I guess what happens maybe Russ is it becomes a hybrid. I don't know. It. I I don't think it's going away. Yeah. The, yeah. I think the hybrid's here to stay. I mean, a majority. I I, I give my clients three options. How do they How do they want to get started? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, one of your agents sends me a referral. I'll call them, you know, we'll have the initial conversation and say, hey, where do you want to go from here? I guess you're looking to get pre-approved. Do you want me to send you the link to my online application? We can set up an appointment to meet face-to-face or, hey, we can get started right now over the phone. And it's on them. I put the ball in their court and, you know, it's nine times out of ten. Where do you think they're going? Well, of course. The yeah. online app. Yeah. Right? Because it's easy. Because it's easy. They yeah. can do it at their leisure. They can, you know, when they're partner, whomever they're doing a mortgage with, right. and they're together, they can fill that out. Yeah. But then I'll call them up. It's inevitable. We still have to fill out, you know, they've missed some blanks or what have you. I call them up. I'll spend another 15 to 20 minutes with them just going deep. Walk them through it. You know, it's that's when the high trust interview happens. One, yeah. of, the, one of the better books I've read in my industry is High, Tru- high Trust Selling by Todd Duncan. So he's kind of like, I guess, Tim uh, Ferry in your business. Yeah, to, yeah Tom you know, Ferry. Tom Ferry to yeah. our business. So yeah, high trust interview. Find out what's important to them and really interview them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you're. I know you're just getting married. Or are you planning on having children? How long are you going to be in this home? Mm-hmm. What kind of mortgage do we need to do? If you're only going to be in here three to five years, do we necessarily need to do a thirty year mortgage? Right. So the biggest thing I learned, you know, and then that's when you're. Well, they have these adjustable rate mortgages. Oh, I've no, I've heard those are bad things. Well, they were back in the subprime yeah. days. Yeah, they're different now. Okay, so. You know, if you're only going to be in there for three to five years, why would you take a higher interest rate loan? Let's right. talk about that. You mm-hmm. know, and then just give them options. Options. Them with that. Yeah. Because you've asked them questions. Because, because now know, that you know what's going on in their lives. Had one person saying, yeah, that they were going to inherit a sizable amount of money. You know, well, then put a little amount down now and you can pay off the mortgage later. Absolutely. Recast it down to whatever dollar amount you want to. Yeah. You know, too many loan officers are... I, I just just trying to get to the end as quickly as possible, and it's more trans transactional. Yeah, you know. I mean, do I've, you think that's the biggest change you've seen in the business with that? The I think human the big, part of it's kind of 
well, you become the bot that, <laughs> that pops that, up that you're supposed to talk to. And that's at, that's as of late, and yeah. I think that's good and bad. You it know, is good just, and bad. I agree with you. We cast big nets where we are. We're a nationwide lender, and we spend buku bucks to yeah. pull, to pull in leads. We have a call center out in California, and then they'll dish them out to our local loan officers here in, here in the area. And then um, what they do with that after them, you you can make it old time again. Hey, let's get together, you know. Yeah, but pull we've, it back. We, we've, caught it them, we've caught them in that virtual net, right? I think the biggest changes, though, are the guidelines, which which really needed to go down and mm-hmm. enforcing, um, you know, loan officers to be licensed. Yeah. I mean, I didn't get licensed until like eight or nine years ago. Yeah. Um, I was with a bank. I was protected under their federal charter in part. Prior to that, didn't have to be. Right. So I wasn't needed. Wasn't needed, which is crazy to me. If you think about it now, yeah. Now, looking yeah. back, the big short, oh, my God. You know, that <laughs> was not me, but I've, I've known some loan officers like that. Right. You know, and it is scary. So the, the biggest thing w- which needed to happen was the regulation, and I think they swung just way too far. Always like they do. Always do. Yeah. And it started to ease up a little bit and just, you know, common sense underwriting, you know. Uh, we service loans, so obviously we like to. Sure. You know. Well, let's talk about that because you guys do keep everything. And, that you know, one of the things I think that's a big advantage, um, and it's, it sounds like maybe it's a little thing, but your your agent ends up on that invoice every month. Well, that mortgage statement, yeah. That's a big the, deal. The, the agent's information is on there every year, and I was just talking about that this morning at, at my closing. So I was referred – by a friend of the clients. I'd never worked at the agent before, so I really got to catch up with the agent today at the closing, and she loved it. She yeah. loved. She's like, "Oh wow, you know, it's nice in, in that regard." Your uh, the mortgage statement has what about a hundred percent open rate? It has to, <laughs> typically, whether you want to or not. Typically, so and so. What? Why we did that was the owners of our company, Rick and Patty Arviello. Um, he he's a master marketer. He. Uh, just tries to do what we can to keep our referral partners top of mm-hmm. mind and his loan officers top of mind. And every single that's once month, a month, yeah. we're dripping on them with a, with, mm-hmm. although it's a mortgage mm-hmm. statement, we're still dripping on them. But you know, I thought eight years ago when I started new American funding, it'd kind of be a pain. Oh, we service stuff. You call me about anything. Now I love it. Mm-hmm. It's a way I literally get phone calls probably every week from past clients, just asking a question, mm-hmm. you know, about something. You know, a biggie is uh, our insurance our insurance company called and said they haven't been paid yet. Well, it's still not due for two weeks. You know, let, let me hit up my servicing department, find out what's up. So I'm the I'm the conduit. Yeah. You know, and I love that. Yeah. Oh, hey, by the way, you know, who do you know that's out there looking to buy or sell sure. a home? You know, yeah. send them my way. Yeah. Hey, thanks for fixing that issue for me. Call me with anything. You yeah. Know? So, yeah, we do service all conventional loans, all agency loans, just no jumbo or like down payment assistance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that I, I do like that. I do like that a lot. It's that added service. Yeah, I think people, I mean, because everybody's always wondering what happens. Mm-hmm. What happens to the loan? And well, <laughs> poof. <laughs> yeah. just, you still have to make payments. You just yeah. don't know where. Where does it go? Right, right. <laughs> so, no, that, that's pretty sweet. What do you think of the market, Russ, right now? What's your thoughts? Well, Interest rates are on the rise, uh-huh. which always isn't a bad thing. No. People will always buy houses. I, I mean, mean, I got parents that bought it at 
I was refinan- they're still buying houses. Yeah, back I, w- in the I 70s was refinancing, and out, re- refinancing folks out of double-digit rates. And at the time, really didn't understand that was a big deal when I was first getting into it, you know. And, you know, some refinancing people out of 10 and 12% rates. And then, you know, two years ago, I'm, I'm refinancing people into 1.99. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. But, you know, the, mar- the I think, without getting too, you know, into economics, that... Um, Inflation's still here. It's here to stay. It's probably going to be here all summer, probably going to peak towards the end of the year once it does. Feds are going to raise the interest rates a few more times, right? I mean, they've got to calm this down somehow. And once they do, it's inevitable. I've been doing this almost three decades that what happens? Interest rates come back down. Mm-hmm. So And they will. Hang in there, folks. And they might I mean, come down before even the years, you know, out. Who knows? It could. It's just it's it goes just a hard couple to more say. times up and then it might come down. The feds are just trying to do too much too soon right mm-hmm. now where they should have started a year ago. Yeah. But, I mean, it's... They it, always come to the party it, late. It is what it is. But, yeah, interest rates will be back down. So that's another reason, you know, I'm just, I'm in tune with the markets. I've got a ticker on my, you mm-hmm. know, in my office. I'm following, you know, the treasuries and the bonds. And I just know how to talk to my folks. Hey, guys, yeah, these aren't the 3% interest rates. Right. But it's not the end of time. Two years ago. It's not, you know, yeah, you're paying X amount more than you were two years ago. Guess what? If if in a year they come down to, I'll do hypotheticals. Right. Hey, yeah, you might be at five today or what, at five and a half today. But if I get you down to four and a half or four, here's what it's going to look like. So, yeah. you know, I will do what I need to do to stay in touch with you, you know, to, to, to make sure to get you, you get in a better that. situation. Yeah. 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 So um, if you take the market as it settles down, as far as agents, and, and I, I think we, we should explore a little bit, Russ, about what you do with agents. Because, you know, you've got Lori and, and people who help build, basically help build their business. Uh, you know, you talk about reaching out to them and, and, and yeah. you know, tell them about the market. But you actually help build agents if they want to. And you, agents build their business. Absolutely. You've been in our marketing planning meetings with some yeah. of your agents. Yeah. So that's what we'll do with all of them. So we'll invite them in. At whether a team or an individual, and we'll show them, first off, what we can do. A lot of the print marketing is coming back, like the farming. I know, because you know, it, it stopped. Yeah. So that's why it comes back. It becomes, an, it's like the bell-bottom jeans. Right. They right. could come back. Do you like these? I love those. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Lori is Awesome. She and her entire staff over there. We've got a videographer. We've got a copywriter. We've yeah. got, I mean, we, we do a lot of original content. And so what we'll do is not only just, hey, here's a mailer recently sold. No, what do you want to do? Where do you want to take your business? Do you want more buyers? Do you want more sellers? Do you want more of a social media presence? Do you want to do video? Right. What do you want to do? Do you know how to use, you know, the applications? Do you know how to use Instagram? Do you yeah. know how to use TikTok? Which I think is great because, I mean, like, Lori really knows those pieces like Instagram and that and also has a pretty good feel of what works on there because she's done a lot of different Absolutely. things on it, which is good. She does marketing for 26 offices so in, that's our, a, in our region. It's a pretty it's big deal. A really big deal. Yeah. I mean, we have a lot of 20-somethings on staff that know how to use all those applications exactly. better than you and I do, right? Yes. Right? So we, we'll invite them in, ask them what they want to do, and then we really put a plan together for yeah. them. You know, I want more buyers. I want uh, one of your agents literally said, I just want a presence in my area. So we she walks she walks her dogs in her area, and mm-hmm. she said, well, start marketing pieces with your dog. She already called me and said she's already been 
pulled over twice. Hey, you're the yeah. you're the woman who yeah yep that's you're a, the lady. Isn't that great? It and, is. And uh, what we'll typically try to get them to do so it's a set it and forget it kind of thing. What do you want to do for the next three months? Yeah, we map it out and then we just have just quarter, put it right into quarter, play. Yep, quarterly planning sessions. System with set. Dude, it's set it and forget it. Yeah. yeah. But then if you want to get into video, I know a lot of people, yep. you know, are, are timid on video or, you know, doing things like this. But if you want to get into video, we have a videographer. He's a, uh, that's what he went to school for. Yeah. So it means he likes doing it. Loves doing it. <laughs> loves doing it. Yeah. He actually used to, uh, is a contract for the NBC Sports and shot all the Stanley Cup games. Wow. Yeah, he was one of the guys down in the corner. He really knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Well, yeah. what made me think about uh, Lori was is that, you know, the, you were talking about the postcards and, and mailings. And one, one of the times I ran into her, she's, that's what she was talking about. She, that so many people got away from that. It's like the handwritten note that shows up with yep. you know in the envelope with a handwritten address with a stamp on it people right. are going to open that because they're not used to getting it well yep. that's kind of like what Lori was talking about just things that go out anymore they're getting more play because it, it stopped kind of for a while well, back to basics just like you were saying back in sales basics, yeah. you know I just wish offices were open well even if offices were open to really go call on like I could yeah. 15 years ago yeah I was just talking to you about this. There's no agents in the offices. Yeah. You know, so it's really just uh, figuring out a way to contact them or word of mouth. Yeah, hey, how do you get a hold of them? Who do you know in your office that could use my help? And right. Setting up a coffee, doing it the old way. The old-fashioned way. Know, yeah. Back to basics. Yeah. And I think that's uh, from the agent side, I think they, they are bombarded with a lot. What do I need to do? How do I how do I build my business? Because I'm, maybe I'm not familiar with Instagram or TikTok or whatever. Uh, having somebody that is familiar with it mm -hmm. and then can sit you down and say, okay, what do you want? And then you actually come out with a plan. That That's a pretty great thing for an agent because agents are good at getting out and, and selling themselves and building the trust and doing those things. Maybe not as good as organization and, and, and the CEO time, what I need to work on my business. And this, this helps. Same thing with our loan officers. Though. Yeah. You could have all the bells and whistles and tools and you can lead them there, but yeah, that's it. But yeah, we'll do that full plan for them. That's what we like. That's a big deal though. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, in the end, everybody wins, hopefully. They right? do, hopefully. Yeah. yeah, that's the name of the game, right? Yeah. So, Russ, I've known you for a while. I was thinking, what, thinking back you, of how you got into this business to where you are now, what do you think you would say or your takeaway of how you grow in a business? Like, what, what, what's, the, what's the magic secret sauce to keeping it going and growing the way you want to grow in a business. It is so tough. I feel sorry for Ellos getting in. I don't feel sorry for them. I, they need to be more prepared than in the past. Yeah. I hired a younger girl. Um, well, she's in her late 20s about three months ago, and she's already killing it. And what, is she, what she is doing is giving weekly progress reports. She worked remotely. That's yep. one of the big deals. She's yep. a single mom, works remotely. But, I mean, she's setting up appointments with realtors even down at the lake. And that's, really? That's two and a half hours wow. away. Yeah. Wow. She has friends down at the lake. She goes, I'll hit them up when I go down and visit my friends. And she's already had Zoom meetings with them. She's just a, cool. a bulldog. Yeah. She's diligent. She sets appointment after appointment mm -hmm. after appointment. 
She just talks about her USP, which is us. Mm-hmm. She, she worked at a place that had nothing to offer before, us being New American Funding. Yeah. And uh, I let her tap into my team. You know, I have, I have a production partner and my own processor and a, and a uh, round robin of, of underwriters, and she's not had she's, that She's before. just taking advantage of it. Taking advantage of what, we're, what we have to offer. Taking an opportunity and running with it. And running with it. So she's doing what I've asked her to do, and it's just it, it's getting uncomfortable. Yeah, probably getting out of the comfort zone, getting out of the comfort zone and making those phone calls, hearing as many no's as possible because you're bound to get a yes, Mm -hmm. setting up appointment after appointment after appointment. And she's relentless. And that's what you have to do. I love it. And the loan officers who aren't throwing the numbers up that I manage aren't doing that. Right. You know, so it's you can just I don't know. It's hard work either. Sometimes I say either you have it or you don't. It's well, that it's that it factor. There, it is the it factor. And there's the uh, my daughter had a coach that used to say, "Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard." I love that. And you know you can you you can be given an opportunity, but you if you don't do what you need to do, mm-hmm. given that opportunity, then it doesn't work. What she's done is she's got into things that she didn't have before. Yep. She's using them to make her grow into whatever she's going to grow into. And the whole reason she came over to here is because she wanted to grow her self-source business. Yeah. You know, when, when you're in the self-source business, your compensation's a little more because you're not having to give company, you know, right. pay, you're, pay you're for too. leads. Yeah. And we're a hybrid company in that regard to where we offer both, though, which mm-hmm. is nice. Yeah. So as she's growing her self-source business, which takes a little longer than the, than the mm-hmm. leads, she's supplementing that with the company-supplied leads. Yeah. But she came to me. I, I had done a loan for her parents. Yeah. And she hit me up on Facebook. There right? you are. Yeah, and said... Uh, Networking. Seriously. <laughs> That's you know, great. Hey, I love it. Mom and dad said they love what you've done for them. Yeah. Um, I'm leaving XYZ Company. I want to build my self-source business. I understand you're the man to talk to. And I said, yeah, please come over. You know? But That's great. That's a great story. It is. It is. And, and you know what? It's... So what's... So, what's and I have an interview tomorrow morning... Um, with another guy who's just getting into the business. And I, if you're trying to do it self-sourced and just getting in the business, it's going to be tough. Oh yeah. Unless you have a massive network, sure. I mean, just a massive network. You can go out and make one post and get five, tra- you know, uh-huh. get five referrals. Luckily we have, we have that hybrid system to where you, you hire a newbie. You could, they, they have to do the training. You on, stay alive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Stay alive while you're building your business. Because quite frankly, I mean, you've built businesses and yeah. it, takes it along does it happen and it, i think what happens too is people romance what happened and how they built their business instead of really understanding it took some really blood, hard sweat the blood, tears sweat and the tears yeah. and and i i mean i've been doing this for nearly three decades so you yeah. know you know what i've seen the piece yeah. and you look great for 85 by the way russ you really do <laughs> thank you brand <laughs> i'm 83 come on now. you look great for 83 you do too <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so, you know. It is long, though, three decades in the business. I say that it does make me sound old. (laughs) Let's say 28 years. That sounds better, doesn't it? Yeah, but I mean, mean, it depends where you want to go with it. Yeah. Three decades in the business, this guy knows a lot. Or three decades in the business, this guy's going to be really old. Well, so. He's really not that old. (laughs) Oh, I'm in my early 50s. So, uh, you know what's nice about that? I'm still older than him. Being in it, and you look damn good. Oh, God, yeah. Being in the business so long, I've got thousands of sure past clients. So yeah. that, that is now a 
Huge pillar. Absolutely. Huge asset. Huge pillar. That you built. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 And I could probably just live off that alone. Sure. So, you know, talking to my financial planner, he's like, what's retirement look like? And I said, I, I, I don't know. I've no thought idea. about it. I think I'm going to have people calling me well into my 80s. <laughs> one, you know, if mortgages are still yeah, around I can and, get you, that. you know, houses aren't being bought as NFTs and cryptocurrency yeah. and all that stuff by then, which I think that's, that's right what they up. say we're going to. I don't know. Oh, I sure it, don't understand it, though. Well, you will. You're going to have to. Otherwise, we're going to die on the market. We're going to die. Because it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be here I'm sooner, scared. sooner than later. Okay. So, yeah, just something else to learn in our old age. <laughs> yeah. uh, what haven't I asked you, Russ? What have, what have, we, what have we missed? Oh, I don't know. Started out with the lake. Yeah. So we do that a lot. I've, I've got a four and a half year old grandson and two year old grandson, you know. So you got a good balance. That's one thing I, I, th- I think is cool about you is you, you work like a madman, but you also balance it out. And I think that's a great thing to give as a tip on this type of a show because uh, you don't want to burn out. You want to be fresh and, and, looking for opportunities in that, but you don't want to burn out. And I think you've, you've got a good balance of that. You so, get away, you, you got, you got yourself a boat you like. I have you, a very, very good partner. And that's and important. That is, my, that is my wife. Yeah. And I, I told her in 2020, I said, you, we've been through this before, but I didn't know it was going to be this crazy. I said, <laughs> strap in. You're not going to see me for about a year yes. or longer. I go, but it'll pay dividends. Uh-huh. Just hang in there with me. Make you it know, work. Yeah. Make it work. Now, I have to give credit where credit's really due. I mean, not, not only my wife, but my team. Yeah. It really is. I have one of the best teams in the area. My production partner, uh, Molly and Carrie, my processor, are rock stars. And Which is huge. Nobody, there, there's not anybody out there that can't build a business without people that are no, freaking it's hard awesome to do it by yourself, surrounding it? them. So, yeah, I when I want to take those four-day weekends, five-day weekends... You know, it, it's it's much. The whole easier. world doesn't crash. You know what? I yep, yep. Otherwise, I'm up in my lake house, you know, doing loan applications and yeah. miss, missing my grandson jump into the lake for the first time, which I did two years ago. And then that's when I was like, "Got to slow down." A I got to slow down just a tad. Just a so tad. yeah, I've been taking a day off here and there, but yeah, my my team and my my wife is that's where I've got to put all credit. Well, obviously our our ops, yeah. know, New American Funding, are yeah. stellar, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How long have you guys been married? It will be 20 years. Look at you go. This November. Yeah? Yep, yep. That's impressive. I think I'm going to take her to Silver Dollar City. That's where she wanted to go. Yep. The log log flume. Yep. That's where you met, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, you know what's funny? I, I actually, back in the subprime days, her sister used to process at a subprime lender that I send a bunch of loans to. Is that crazy? Yep. I would hand deliver files over to her. And then she started dating. My wife's sister started dating a guy that I worked with. And <laughs> then the, small world and then stuff. The, well, the three. So I knew her sister first, obviously. That's who introduced us. Yeah. And her sister and the guy that I worked with were all out together one night. And I was just doing what Russ does, having fun. Yeah. And her sister says, oh, my gosh, she's laughing at me. She goes, you have to meet my sister. You two are just alike because she's she's a clown too. And that's how it you happened. Know? And so she set you up. Set me up. Her sister <laughs> set me up. Yep. Set that's me great. up. And it and it worked out. What it a great story out. that is. Yeah. Well, if anybody wants to get a hold of you, Russ, how do they get a hold of a guy like Russ? My yeah, best form of communication is I think everybody lives on these things. Mm-hmm. You know, is my cell. Yeah. So yeah, they can text me there. 
Yeah? You want to give that out? I will. Okay. 314-853-7877. Wow. There it is. Yeah. There it is. There's Russ. Everybody give him a call if you want to take a mortgage and run yeah, all the way around just the world. want to chit-chat and talk about stuff. Talk about stuff so, that's going on in the market. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I really enjoy it. I, this has been great. This yeah. has been a fun talk. Yeah. All right, everybody. This has been another Getting It Right. Thanks for being here today. Thanks, Russ. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.